ready for tomorrow's news today. You're listening to Speak Life with Marty Lee. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Speak Life. I'm Prophet Marty Layton, and I'm so glad you're here with us today on this Good Friday. Uh, this has been Holy Week, and uh, like I said, today is Good Friday, <coughs> and it is good to be here with you. And uh, that's exactly what Peter and James and John said on the Mount of Transfiguration. It says, good to be, with, be here with you today. And uh, the presence of the Lord is here with us already. And uh, I'm just excited uh, to be in this uh, place with you tonight. I'm sure most of you uh, got a chance to watch last week, <clears throat> if not uh, in real time on the replay with Apostle Leon Walters. That was a powerful time, and uh, many people were ministered to prophetically. And then uh, on Sunday, <clears throat> many people <clears throat> received prophetic ministry as well, and uh I'm just glad to be here with you tonight, and uh, I appreciate each and every one of you. And uh, I just wanted to uh, encourage you uh, that this is a good season. This is a good time, and this is a good Friday, you know. As I was praying earlier, I heard the Lord say, My eyes are on the globe. My eyes are on the church, and I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, but especially... Uh, on those who are crying out for more. And I heard the Lord say that Catholics are crying, <clears throat> what do we do now? I heard these voices as I was praying, uh, cat- the Catholic Church praying, what are we to do now? And uh, the changes in the Vatican are causing us to look only to you, Jesus. And so <clears throat> there are things that are coming, I really sense very strongly, uh, that there are things coming in the Vatican uh, that are going to change things uh, for the Catholic Church. <clears throat> and I heard the voices of the Catholic Church crying out, what are we going to do now? These changes are causing us to look only to you, Jesus. And just like Mary did in the upper room, they began to be filled with the Holy Spirit and began to pray in the Holy Spirit. They saw visions and they were crying out for more. <clears throat> and I heard many different denominations crying out for more, not just Catholic, but I heard uh, many of the Protestant churches, uh, some that m- many people would say are just, uh, just a uh, status quo church. <clears throat> All these different denominations were being filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to cry out for more as they shouted praises. And they prayed in the Holy Spirit. And I heard the Lord say, My eye is on the earth to bring forth a reformation that that many will not fully understand. And many will run to the cross. And many who some might say are not qualified to come to the cross. But like the thief on the cross who showed a surrendered heart. The Lord will welcome welcome them into his presence and give them his Holy Spirit and give them his name. Many will be like a Saul of Tarsus. They will come and they'll surrender and they'll become a brother Paul. There'll be changes in the entire religious church systems out there, denominations especially, <clears throat> just as it was when Martin Luther nailed his 95-point thesis to the door of the Wittenberg Church in Wittenberg, Germany. And there'll be a wave of conversions, and millions and millions and millions will come streaming into the altars and the house of the Lord in repentance. And the light of my glory will intensify, and I will continue to expose the darkness of evil that has pervaded and been and permeated even in this nation, America the Beautiful. I heard the Lord say in the southeast region, especially in Tennessee, I will spark a fire and I will strike it with my glory and the light of of the fires of revival will be lit. And just as it was with the printing press for Martin Luther, music, music will experience a holy revolution and I'll use it just as I did the printing press to send the message of revival around the world. 
And God says, I will surprise many who I, with who I will use to cause new decrees and declarations to come forth, both young and old. And I will have a unified house and a unified kingdom, and my kingdom shall come forth in my house of prayer and praise for all nations. <clears throat> then I heard the Lord say, this wave of glory will wash away the stains of rebellion and sin from America. And I will restore. I heard that so clear. I will restore. And I will restore divine order to America. And it shall be a model of my heart for other nations to receive, says the Lord. <clears throat> Hallelujah. I just encourage you, get these words. Uh, write them out. Pray and war with these prophetic words of light and life. Amen. Amen. You know, the anointing's so strong in, in the TV studio right now, and it's a little difficult sometimes because <clears throat> I'm just looking at a camera, uh, but yet on the other side of that camera, I see the thousands of people uh, around the world that tune in to us. And I know something is shifting again in the heavens above America, the beautiful and over Israel. I heard the Lord say, many things that I hid years ago will begin to be revealed, and this shifting will cause my kingdom to be respected and revered. And the truth will come forth from hidden caves, dispelling the lies that have captured many of, of the youth. Discoveries of my light of truth. And many will take refuge under the shelter of his wings once again. Hallelujah. You know, I believe something powerful is happening right now, and it's happening in Tennessee. <clears throat> and I heard the Lord say, All eyes will be on Tennessee as God releases fire from heaven upon Tennessee. And the blood of these martyrs, uh, these ch three children and three teachers that were killed at Covenant School here in Middle Tennessee, right down the street from us. <clears throat> I heard the Lord say, the blood of these martyrs for Christ is crying out, and the blood of Jesus is crying out with them. And I will not disregard their sacrifice. I believe God is about to pour his spirit out in a powerful response. Hear the word of the Lord on this Good Friday. Their blood is crying out, and God is about to respond in a big way with his glory. You know, Jesus Christ hung on a cross between two thieves that were writhing in pain as he was mocked and ultimately murdered in a brutal fashion. And there he was between two thieves, and he saved he, and he saved one of them and said, Today you will be with me in paradise, but not giving thought to his own suffering. He was more concerned about the one who was surrendering. You know, <clears throat> I believe we're coming to a place where we're going to have to have the heart of Christ towards people, even some who we would not necessarily, in our mind, uh, want to be kind towards or forgiving towards or we would want to be guarded towards or maybe somebody on the other side of a political agenda or somebody who uh, would repulse you. <clears throat> uh, but I believe that God is calling us to be more like Jesus, uh, showing mercy to the one whose heart is changed. And again, <clears throat> I believe it's going to happen here in Tennessee like we've never imagined uh, because of the blood that was shed. You know, one thing about the thief on the cross, Jesus didn't ask him what church he went to. He didn't judge him according to his life choices or his tattoos or piercings or <coughs> whatever his shortcomings were. But Jesus looked beyond all of that <clears throat> because this thief, was also in pain too. But in the midst of that pain, he cried out for mercy from Jesus. <clears throat> Today I want to tell you on this Good Friday, whatever your pain or your problem is, Jesus can identify with you because he is our high priest. 
in uh, Hebrews chapter 4. It talks about Jesus being our high priest who can sympathize with our weaknesses and was tempted in all points as we are, yet was without sin. In other words, no matter the place you find yourself right now, no matter the pain, he can sympathize with you and he can identify with you. He's sympathetic to your needs, to your pain, or whatever you're going through. And I believe he is meeting you right where you are today. And he's healing you. He's healing your life. He's healing your body. He's healing your situations right now. God loves you. And he sent his only begotten son for you. God wants you to accept and receive his gift for you today on this Good Friday. It's a gift of eternal life, but it's also the gift of abundant life. He's not trying to get you uh, to come into a religion, but come into a relationship with him. And you may be saved right now and going to church, but you're not developing a relationship with the Lord. And God is about to use some common things around you to do something uncommon and supernatural to draw you closer to him and to bless you. Listen to me, there's something that is around you, something that's in your life that you see as common, but you don't realize it's a greater opportunity with greater potential than you know. This is a prophetic word for some of you. God's going to use something you see as common to do something uncommon to bless you. It is within your grasp, but it's not within your perception. Well, what does that mean, Brother Marty? It means you think you cannot see the provision, and so therefore it's not available. Uh, In 2 Kings chapter 3, there's a story of Elisha, and he's called upon uh, to help the armies of Israel and Judah. And uh, he doesn't really like the king of Israel, but he has respect towards Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah. And they ask God for a miracle provision. And uh, because they're about to go into battle and they're dying because they have no water. And Elisha calls for a minstrel and he begins to worship the Lord. You know, that's oftentimes how it works for me as well. If I can just get to that place of worship, the word of the Lord will flow freely. And, you know, the word of the Lord began to come forth for Elisha. And in 2 Kings chapter 3, it says, uh, he tells them, make this, the Lord says, make this valley full of ditches, says God. And you'll not see the wind. You shall not see the wind. And you shall not see the rain, yet that valley shall be filled with water, so that you and your cattle and your animals may drink. And so the point was, they didn't see it. They never saw it coming. They didn't understand because that's the only resources they knew of. God God would send wind and rain. And so you shall not see it, even though it's available to you. It has become a common thing. And you may think that because you cannot see your provision, it's not available to you. Or you may need healing or some kind of miracle or restoration of a family relationship or a financial provision. And you can't see how this is going to work. But it's actually already there. Do you know the Bible says that he's already blessed us with all things that pertain to to life and godliness. You may not be able to see it, but it's already there. And even though you cannot see it, God wants to do it for you right now. Let me say that again. Even though you cannot see it, God wants to do it for you right now. And so these kings go back and they tell the troops. And the troops are asking, what what the prophet say? And the prophet says, we're going to have water but it's not going to come through the normal sources or resources that we know about. So how can that happen? Listen, don't say how. Don't ask how. Because it may not be with your, within your sight, but it is within your reach. God has a way of releasing it. God is God. He can do things that you never dreamed of. 
And so they wait for God, and they do what they were instructed to do, and they dig ditches. Uh, God told them to, to dig the ditches, and, and so they dug the ditches that God told them to dig, and they just had to wait, and they just kept waiting. <clears throat> but then something unusual and uncommon happens. The Bible says that early in the morning, the priests get up, and they give a grain offering to the Lord. They, they offer this grain offering to the Lord. And listen, there's something about giving that releases what has been prophesied. Something about giving a sacrificial offering that releases what has been prophesied. You know, even though you may not see how it's going to happen, how the resources are coming, what source God's going to use, it's still within your reach. And it says that it happened in the morning. When the grain offering was offered, that suddenly water came by the way of Edom. So they, I want you to catch this progression. They get up, the priests get up in the morning, they offer the grain offering, and then the scripture says, suddenly water came by Edom. A direction they never expected, a way they never perceived. <coughs> it was right there in front of them. But they didn't see it coming. Listen, you're about to see provision and resources come to you from a place you never expected. In your life, in your relationships, in your finances, in your ministry, in your business, whatever you need provision for, after the grain offering, suddenly the provision came forth. Listen, let me tell you about the grain offering. The grain offering was the highest quality offering that was sacrificed and offered. <clears throat> the highest quality offering that was sacrificed and offered. Let me say that a third time. The grain offering was the highest quality offering that was sacrificed and offered. Now, I'm telling you this on Good Friday. Doesn't that sound like a Good Friday to you? The grain offering had to be fine, the Bible says, the finest grain available. And that fine grain had to be ground down to the finest powder to get that grain uh, to the finest powder. It took a lot of sacrifice. It took a lot of work for it to be ground down down a lot of hours it came from grinding or hard labor it's when you give god something that truly cost you a lot much labor much time it becomes a fine offering because of the sacrifice to bring it to god god sees it as a fine offering and that which looked impossible suddenly appeared the water flowed supernatural provision the grain offering produced a sweet-smelling offering to the Lord. The grain offering was pure worship and thanksgiving to God for his blessings. That seemed common. But suddenly, it opened up a supernatural supply from sources that they never saw it coming from. Amen? <clears throat> I want to encourage you to pray about giving a grain offering this Passover Easter weekend. Pray about giving a grain offering. I want you to pray and ask God what you should give to the Lord as a grain offering to the Lord. If I were to, to say, God wants me to encourage you to fast for three days and pray, uh, and God's going to give you an answer, I know many of you would immediately do that. <clears throat> but I felt the Lord earlier today, as he was showing me this about the grain offering, uh, to encourage the people of God to pray about giving a grain offering. In other words, something that is, that's very costly to you, something that is a fine offering, something that you've labored hard for. And I believe the word of the Lord on this is that it will unlock a sudden provision, a sudden breakthrough, a sudden release, and it shall suddenly appear. Amen? And even though your miracle may not be within sight, it is within reach right now.
Do you receive that? Amen. And now I normally wait to the end of the broadcast to mention this, but I feel the anointing to receive the offering at this moment before the Lord. While revelation is strong, while the insight of the Lord is active in the people of God and faith is arising, I believe God wants to give you the opportunity to respond. I do want to thank every one of you who continues to stand with this prophet in this ministry. I want to thank you for your support and your investment into the kingdom of God through this house. I believe there's a supernatural reward released on your family, on your ministry, on your finances, on your relationships, uh, on your property, on every area of your life. A prophetic breakthrough for our covenant partners. I read about it every day. People write and send emails every day at how God did something miraculous for them as they gave. And, you know, I believe it's that grain offering that, re- that unlocks sudden provision. And if you desire to give your grain offering uh, tonight, there's several ways you can do that. You know, the easiest way is to text your offering uh, to the number 84321. That's 84321. Uh, you just put your dollar amount and text it to that 84321. It's just that easy. Uh, if you're watching on social media and you want to give your grain offering tonight, you can do that by clicking on the link in the comment section. It's going to take you to the to the page for giving, and it's very simple to do it that way. Uh, some of you prefer to mail in your offering, and uh, you can do that by mailing it to LifePoint Church, P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee. That's LifePoint Church. P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. Or if you prefer, you can go to our website at lifepointchurch.cc and click on the giving link at the top and the bottom of the page. And, uh, you know, it's just pray about it. Let God speak to you. I believe there's a prophetic anointing on on this community of faith. And I also want to take a moment and invite you to our Easter service this Sunday at 4 p.m. I'm very excited about that. Uh, Our Easter service, 4 p.m. this Sunday at 403 Walton Ferry Road in Hendersonville. And uh, we've got much planned uh, for the whole family. It's Sunday at 4 p.m. at 403 Walton Ferry Road right here in Hendersonville. It's going to be a very special time. And I have a very special message. I believe it's a a word in due season, a prophetic message uh, called From Passover to Pentecost, 50 Days to Change the World, from Passover to Pentecost. And so you don't want to miss that. That's this Sunday, 4 p.m., 403 Walton Ferry Road, right here in Hendersonville. And, uh, you know, I'm believing God. Uh, for our own campus. I'm believing God for facilities so that we can have the School of the Prophets, so that we can have uh, the fulfillment of the vision that God has shown me. And and uh, with that is the uh, School of Sacred, uh, Sacred Arts and uh, worship and uh, a school of worship, a school of, of uh, the sacred arts, not just instruments and singing, but all kind of different things, music and uh, uh, the writing of of movie scripts and television scripts and uh, all kinds of media and painting and drawing and all these different sacred arts, dancing and performance, all these things I believe God wants to redeem and release an army of prophetic warriors. So join with us in prayer. Believe with us. God's doing something. And I'm believe he can, believing He can do it right now. Amen? I want you to know that we are privileged that, you are jo- that you've joined us and that you're uh, here today. And I, I pray that you hear a fresh perspective on current events and what is to come. You know, somebody once said, tomorrow's headlines today. Uh, and we know that that's how God speaks. God speaks to us about what is to come.
And so I wanted to mention also, in October of 2019, I prophesied a word uh, that that there would be events coming that would turn the political picture around. This is October of 2019. And I remember prophesying this, and I went back and checked my notes and uh, what the Lord said. And the Lord said, even those who who are, or at that time, uh, at that time are, and today were, currently standing against uh, President Trump, because of these events that would occur, they would switch sides, and they would turn to the side of President Trump. And uh, this was a full month before the election, and here we are today, seeing these very, very words coming to pass before our eyes. You know, I believe it's going to continue to intensify, uh, and his support will increase. Why? Because God is doing something that is confounding the wise and exposing the darkness. And in all their political wisdom, they are being proven foolish. And when you pick a fight with God... God always wins. Amen. I believe the Lion of Judah is about to roar in the nations, and it will cause the kingdoms of darkness to tremble in fear as God turns everything back around to show his power. Amen. Second Chronicles 20.20 20 says, Believe God and be established. Believe his prophets and so shall you prosper. You know, there's all kinds of tumultuous and chaotic things happening in the world, but God's prophets speak words of light and life. And when in the beginning, when there was nothing but chaos and, and tumult, God said, let there be light. And that's the pattern. And I believe God is establishing uh, the same thing through the mouth of his prophets today. Believe God and be established Believe his prophets, even during times of chaos and and uh, dis, dysfunction, and, and it looks like things going in the wrong direction. Believe his prophets. Believe God and be established. Believe his prophets, and so shall you prosper. Amen? Amen. Well, I want to share briefly today a message for Good Friday that I have entitled, It is Finished. It is Finished. And let me just tell you, it is finished. And so my message is, it is finished. Not, is it finished? But it is finished. I believe this is a most appropriate title and message for this season. And as I've been praying and seeking the Lord regarding this moment, I wanted to share what the Lord has spoken to me. It is finished. You know, the prophet is sometime called, sometimes called the villain of today but the hero of tomorrow, meaning the prophetic words may seem to challenge, uh, they may be challenging to hear at the onset, uh, but then there's a supernatural roadmap that emerges uh, when most people don't even know what is going on. It's that prophetic utterance, it's the prophetic word, amen? Amen. God's people know what's happening. When, then the prophet is celebrated as a hero. Uh, the villain of today, the hero of tomorrow. You know, we are, we are entering in a, what I heard the Lord say, a, a springtime of the abundance of rain. A springtime of abundance, in other words. God's going to begin to open the heavens and pour abundance on his people. And then a summer of fruitfulness. It's going to be a very fruitful summer. Now, these things don't just automatically come to pass. You have to believe. You have to obey God. You have to do the things that God's requiring of us to do uh, to walk in righteousness before him. I know we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, but I mean, God wants us to live a life of, of holiness and of righteousness and choosing not to do uh, the works of the flesh, but do the works of the kingdom. And so again, we're entering into a springtime of abundance of rain, a time of supernatural abundance, and a summer of fruitfulness. Amen. Both seasons, highly blessed. 
and it is finished. It is a finished work. We are not in a setback, but we've been in a setup for a great comeback. And so I appreciate that God calls uh, his prophets to step up and come forth and speak and give us hope in the midst of storms and a, a fearless guiding light through a valley of the shadow of death, uh, unifying our faith in this moment. And what that also means is there is a comeback happening for you. Watch how the divine intervention of God will occur for your life now. You know, I, I saw the, the wave of God going over this nation. It's, and the only surge that's going to happen is not another pandemic virus or another uh, attack of the enemy to shut you down, uh, shut you in, and shut you up. Uh, but it would be a surge of people coming to the Lord and a surge of power flowing through the church. You know, the last words of Jesus upon the cross was tetelestai, it is finished. It is paid in full. It's done. I did everything. I paid it all. You know, the overreaching onslaught of the enemy is finished. It's done. Jesus is stopping it. And this is a good Friday. A good Friday when Jesus went to the cross and made an open show of the enemy triumphing over him in it. He willingly sacrificed himself for you, the joy that was set before him. Jesus was God's spotless, perfect Passover lamb. And according to the Hebraic calendar, this is Passover weekend. The Passover that was initiated by God through Moses and forever observed by the Jewish people, Passover. Prior to this, God instructed his people to borrow the wealth of Egypt, borrow their gold, borrow their silver, borrow all their wealth, borrow all their fine linens, borrow all their uh, finest clothing, borrow their furniture, borrow everything that that you think is the finest stuff that they have, ask for it and borrow it. And then essentially what he was giving them was 470 years of payment that was due to them. I want you to know there is a a wealth transfer that God's got planned. There is a blessing that God is planning to release to his people. And this was wealth that was taken from their forefathers and taken from them, listen to me, by their government. The government was initially set up to prosper by Joseph, right? And Egypt turned them into slaves. But God made every citizen of Israel a great wealth transfer recipient. And he transferred all of Egypt's wealth to Israel. What I would call an activation of generational blessings that they could have never imagined. They didn't know that was going to happen, but God did. And God planned it, and he planned it during Passover. Then the Passover was initiated, and the people of God, they were shut in, just like we were two years ago. And God instructed his people to take the blood of a perfect spotless lamb, and the blood, uh, put that blood on the top and the sides of the front doors. <clears throat> and it was like the picture of the Lamb of God on the cross, the Passover Lamb of God. And when the plague of death swept through the land of Egypt, the plague would pass over their homes. And the firstborn of Egypt, including all their animals, would die of this plague. And so, let me just say this. Death, where is thy sting, is what Paul said. The enemy can no longer threaten you with eternal death. Not just physical death, but eternal death. He can't threaten you with that any longer. He can't even threaten your physical body. Sickness and disease was paid for by the 39 stripes that Jesus bore upon his back, the Passover Lamb of God. And so uh, the killing of the firstborn of all of Egypt was the cutting off of their seed. And so even their animals would receive judgment 
for what they did to the people of God. And it was a divine reversal when Pharaoh called for the killing of the firstborn when Moses was born. So this was the final straw for Pharaoh. Uh, he would finally yield to God's demand and let God's people go. Amen. And the people of God left plundering Egypt. How powerful is that? They plundered those who were uh, uh, who were uh, their their taskmasters. They plundered them all, and so Pharaoh was angered and uh, realized that. There goes all the wealth of Egypt. There goes all our, our workers. <coughs> so he assembles his army <coughs> with their horses and their chariots. And they pursue Moses and the people of God until they backed him up against the Red Sea with no way of escape. Now, there's so much revelation in all of that. I don't have time to go into all of that. But the ten plagues addressed the ten gods of Egypt and shown them, showed them to be completely impotent and almighty God to be the only, the only omnipotent God. <clears throat> so then they back the people of God up to the Red Sea. And there was a God that they worshipped, the God of the sea. And they knew, Pharaoh knew this was it. That God was going to come through from, for him. But then God instructed Moses to stretch out his rod of authority. And in a supernatural way, it was immediately made to open for their safe passage. And they crossed over the Red Sea on dry land. Now, think about this. They crossed over the Red Sea on dry land. That was amazing in and of itself. The land was dry. And the Bible is very specific about that, how the wind of God blew it open and dried up the land so that they didn't even get mud on their shoes. They just walked on dry land. Powerful. But think about this now. Six million men and their wives and children and animals all crossed a small little passage in one night. It's incredible. Uh, this was a campsite the size of Rhode Island that God was taking care of every single day, every step of the way. And so they cross over the Red Sea, which this was a type of baptism. And God was simultaneously judging their enemies and causing them to come in closer. And then when the last Israeli foot was out of the bed of the Red Sea, God closed up the enemy in the depths of that, that sea, wiping out the threat of retaliation, and listen to this, wiping out their debtors. They borrowed all that wealth, and then the ones that they borrowed it from, God wiped them out. I'm telling you, there's so much prophetic uh, symbolism in this. I believe this is a picture of what God is releasing right now, a supernatural wealth trans transfer and a wiping out of all debt. Let me also say this. I believe that God is going to supernaturally wipe out all the debt of America. Now, I know we're up to like $31 trillion or something like that, but God's not, he's not stopped by that. He's not intimidated by that. And God is going to supernaturally wipe out the debt of this nation. He spoke that to me. And so watch the hand of the Lord Wipe out all debt and close the Red Sea on the debtors. We're here today on Good Friday, the day that we remember the Passover Lamb of God who, who did the impossible, <clears throat> the passion, the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior. As God's prophetic people, you know, we're called to know the times and the seasons, God has always had true and genuine prophets throughout Scripture. And all the way through the book of Revelation, prophets are there. Those who know the times and the seasons of God. You know, it comes from 1 Chronicles twelve thirty two. It talks about the sons of Is Issachar uh, were a tribe in Israel. 
And uh, they were men who had understanding of the times to know what Israel was supposed to do, to know the times and the seasons for Israel. And so looking at the times and the seasons prophetically, according to the Hebraic calendar, this is the first of months. This is a new beginning. Amen? This is the month of, uh, and I get the spelling, I mean the pronunciation wrong, but Nisian, I think is how you say it. It's not Nissan. Nissan is a car you drive, but it's a Nissan, uh, which means the time to bud and blossom. It's a new beginning. It's the time when the seed that God has sown would now soon flower and begin to bud and blossom. It's a reference of Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55 uh, starting in verse 10, it says, For as the rain comes down and the snow from, he- from heaven, it doesn't return there, but it waters the earth. It makes it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. And then it goes on to say this, So shall my word be that goes forth out of, the mouth, out of my mouth, which is the mouth of the prophet. It shall not return to me void. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing that I sent it. And then it goes on to talk about going out with joy and being led forth with peace, and the mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing before you, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. And instead of the fir tree, which is a dry uh, um, thorny tree, instead of that, instead of the briar, shall come up the myrtle tree, and it shall be to the Lord a, a, a name for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. And so, in other words, instead of getting all the, the rotten things that life has offered before, the word of the Lord is going to cause a new beginning to begin to blossom and bud forth. I'm telling you prophetically where we are today. God is doing something, and don't give up on those prophecies. They're going to begin to bring forth and bud in this new season. Scripture declares that God will cause his people to bud, to flower, and to come into a season of great fruitfulness. I'm hitting this from every angle I can right now. This is that time. It's a time to come back to praise. It's a time to come back to worship. It's a time to lay our weaknesses before God, whether it's a financial weakness, a business weakness, a relationship weakness, whatever it is, lay it before God. Jesus is the Passover Lamb of God. And let him begin to birth and bring forth and bud all that he's promised you, all that his mouth has spoken to you. It's like resurrection life arising and coming out of the earth, right? And our Christian faith is all about the risen Savior, the resurrected Son of God. And Good Friday is all about the finished work of Jesus Christ. That's why it's called Good Friday. Some, someone asked me one time, why is it called Good Friday when Jesus was crucified? Uh, because it, he finished it. He did all that we could never do for ourselves, And he did it willingly, and he did it for you, and it is finished. And that's why it's a good Friday. The Lamb of God who was slain from the foundations had come and was now sacrificed, shedding his precious blood upon that cross for you and I. You know, they took his, his body, brutally beaten and lifeless, down from that cross They wrapped it in the finest burial cloths. Still, the aroma of spikenard from Mary Magdalene's broken alabaster box filled the air. Remember, he said, she did this for my burial, right? And they placed his body into the tomb of a rich man named Joseph of Arimathea. And they put a hundred pounds of ointment and myrrh and spices upon his body as it was their custom. And the Roman soldiers rolled a stone in front of that grave, and they placed the majestic seal of Rome upon that tomb. And then guards were commissioned to stand guard 
to make sure no one would steal his body. And all Friday night and all Saturday night, the demons in hell, they rejoiced. The politicians bragged that they finally stopped the rebellion of that man from Galilee. His disciples were scattered in terror as the memory of his slumped corpse on the cross raced over and over in their minds. This unbeatable, undefeatable man, full of such wisdom that they had followed for three and a half years, who walked in miraculous power, walked on water, miraculously fed multitudes, the one who cast out demons by the power of his word, and by his word he calmed the raging storm and seas. This was the man who called the dead back to life. This was the man who cleansed the lepers, the man who made the lame to walk again and the blind to see. No one could stop him. No enemy could defeat him. And now he was a lifeless corpse. His mother Mary was weeping and could not be consoled. The Roman guards were now in place, preventing anyone from getting too close to the tomb. Satan was celebrating and laughing in the chambers of hell as the Son of God was incarcerated in that tomb. At that moment, death was still in power. At that moment, the grave was still a gloomy pit. God hid his wisdom from all heaven and earth. And you can read about it in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. It says, we speak of the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before, before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Come on. I'm telling you, God is smarter than the devil. Things may look totally shut down and and hopeless at times, but God is wiser than the most hopeless situation. I already said we are not in a setback, but we are in a setup for a great comeback. Amen. That scripture goes on to say, eyes not seen, ears not heard, nor has it entered in the hearts of men the things which God has prepared for those who love him. In other words, what God is going to do, you can't figure it out. God's about to do something that's going to blow your mind and bless you at the same time. So Jesus suddenly descends into the lower parts of the earth, splitting hell wide open. And he preaches a message of salvation to those who are held captive in a holding place that the Bible called the bosom of Abraham. And according to Ephesians chapter 4, Jesus leads them out. He led captivity captive. He took away the keys of death, hell, and the grave from Satan. What, he, what Satan deceived the first Adam and stole from him, Jesus, the last Adam, restored and more. And Jesus made an open show of the enemy, fully humiliating him. As Jesus parades him in front of his Father, Almighty God, and all the non-fallen angels, Jesus triumphed over Satan. And then came the dawning of the third day, the first Easter Sunday morning. When the angel of the Lord came down and broke that seal, that Roman seal, off the tomb and rolled the stone away and then sat upon the top of the stone as if to defy anyone or anything to put it back. At that moment, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, breathed again and rose up from the dead. An innumerable number of voices in heaven began to cry out, Worthy is the Lamb of God who was slain to receive glory, honor, and praise. Jesus Christ arose, folded his grave clothes, 
laid them neatly in the corner and walked out of that tomb, declaring, I am the resurrection and I am the life, and he that believes in me will never die, but will have everlasting life. Amen. I want to tell you on this Good Friday, don't be discouraged. No matter what things feel like, no matter what things look like, no matter how situations may be presented right now, the enemy does not know the wisdom of God. You're in a setup. You're not in a setback. You're about to see the great comeback of your life. You're about to see the hand of God bless you in ways that your eyes never seen, your ears never heard, your hearts never imagined or dreamed. But God wants to do the impossible for you. And I want to pray for you today. I believe God is ready to do impossible things for his people. Amen. Father, I just pray for everyone within the sound of my voice, whether they're watching this in real time right now or watching it on replay. The anointing is the same. And I thank you, Father, for the amazing grace that you are pouring out upon your people. Lord, let your kingdom come into their lives in ways that we don't even know yet. Let your kingdom come and let your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. And Father, let your great power finish some things out for for your people. Jesus, you are the author and the finisher of our faith. You're doing something for us in the midst of what we don't understand. I could go on and on and on about the Passover, Father, and what you've shown me in the word, how the Passover is always the time where the enemy rears his ugly head (coughs) and tries to speak fear to your people (coughs) and defeat to your people, just like he did (coughs) to the disciples. But Lord, this is a new day, and it is finished. It is paid in full, and the enemy has no authority or right to touch us. Our lives are hidden with Christ in you, Father God. And so, Father, today we open our hearts, and we receive a fresh anointing for this new season that we are walking into. Let the heavens shift over their lives today over their families, over their finances, over their ministry, their business, over their relationships. Father, over everything that represents them, let your kingdom come. Let order be reestablished. Bring everything back into right order and right alignment with the chief cornerstone, Jesus Christ. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. And everything aligns to you, Jesus. And so, Father, bring our lives into alignment with you. Let things begin to shake off of us that need to shake off of us. I see some people being delivered and set free right now uh, from old things that you've been cycling back through. You found yourself weak again in that area that you had victory for so many years. God's giving you victory again tonight. And you're going to shake that thing off. It's shaking off of you now. There's a trembling in the kingdom of darkness because of the presence of Jesus in your life right now, the presence of the anointing, the manifest presence of God, Yahweh himself, Yahweh Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah, has come. And I see some serious changes happening now, some real redemption For the people of God, you've been believing and praying, but God's going to give you opportunity for action, opportunity for leaps of faith, and it's going to start happening for you. And God's going to begin to bless you. And I believe the word of the Lord. I believe April is going to be a time of open heaven, abundant blessings pouring down like rain upon the people of God. And so, Father, I just decree that over your people now. 
Let them begin to see your goodness in the land of the living. Let them begin to see, Father, your blessing showing up from directions and just like Elisha prophesied over the kings, ways they never saw, ways they could have never figured out. Let it happen for them now, Father. And so, Father, I thank you for your amazing grace, continuing to amaze your people with your great love and your great mercy and your great kindness. In the name of Jesus, we pray, amen and amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I just decree the blessing of the Lord over you. He that receives a prophet in the name of a prophet receives the prophet's reward. Amen. I just release the reward of the Lord to you tonight. It's coming, and you're going to see it big. You're going to see it happen now. Amen. I want to, again, invite you to come worship with us for Easter Sunday at 4 p.m. this Sunday at 403 Walton Ferry Road right here in Hendersonville. It's going to be a powerful time. Listen, God is moving, uh, and it's so strong, strong worship and praise. The anointing is the presence of the Lord for praise and worship. People are being delivered in praise and worship as the heavens are opened. And then powerful prophetic words are being released. Uh, You know, I I prophesy over a lot of folks. Others are prophesying. Uh, It's strong ministry, strong prophetic teaching, uh, anointed children's ministry. Uh, I want to encourage you, come out. Spend Easter with us. Amen. Bring someone someone who doesn't necessarily always go to church. It's going to be an enjoyable time for them. Uh, Bring somebody who needs to hear a word from the Lord or someone that needs a miracle or someone that needs healing. God is powerfully moving at Life Point Church. And so I want to invite you out this Sunday, 4 p.m. for our Easter service uh, at 403 Walton Ferry Road right here in Hendersonville, Tennessee. And you don't want to miss it. If you're around, you've got to be there. Amen. Amen. I want to extend a very big thank you to my friend Mike Lindell, who's continuing to be a blessing to this ministry over and over again. He's a great warrior for God. He loves the prophets. He loves the word of the Lord. And uh, he's made available special deals uh, for this audience just to be a blessing. Uh, So if you would go to his website at mypillow.com or to mystore.com, that's kind of his, his new entry into the uh, arena of, say, um, like an Amazon. But these are all made in America uh, products and uh, entrepreneurs. And so mypillow.com and mystore.com. And if you'll use the promo code Marty, you receive a deep discount on everything you purchase. Uh, or if you uh, prefer, uh, you can call in your order and that number for this audience only is 800-859-2938, 800-859-2938. Remember to, to use the promo code MARTY uh, to get the discount. I want to, again, uh, remind you that this is some awesome coffee right here. It's called My Coffee, and uh, you find that at mystore.com. Just use the promo code MARTY. They also have the, uh, the pods for your coffee makers. And, uh, you know, it's just great coffee. It's organic. It's uh, once you have it, you don't you don't want to buy anything else. And I just want to encourage you, don't give your money to people who are not going to uh, support you and what you believe in. Uh, Don't give your money to people who are going to support agendas that are anti-Christian agendas or anti-Christ agendas. Put your money (coughs) into into companies that support what you believe. Amen. And so this is a great opportunity to support Speak Life. You get great products in return, all made right here in the USA. You you receive the blessing of that product. You receive the discount. And it also returns a blessing back to Speak Life. It's another way that you can uh, be a blessing there. Amen. You You can always catch this show every Friday night, 7 p.m., Central Time on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Rumble. 
And uh, I want to ask you if you'll do me a favor and tell others about it so that they'll tune in. And uh, I appreciate you expanding our audience, helping us to make that a bigger splash, a bigger impact. And uh, that's every Friday night, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, uh, right here on YouTube, Facebook, uh, and uh, YouTube, Facebook, and Rumble. That's right. And so if you like podcasts, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Charisma Podcast Network or iTunes or Spotify, uh, check out our podcast there. And uh, it's called Speak Life with Marty Layton. And please take a moment, give us a good review, hopefully a five-star review. It helps us in ranking. It helps us to uh, have a good uh, standing in the podcast world. And so, and it helps get the word of the Lord out to the nations. Amen. Also remember to follow me on all the social media platforms, on Twitter, on uh, Facebook, on YouTube, and uh, Getter, and Rumble, all all of them look for at Marty Layton, at Marty Layton. Follow me, subscribe, and uh, be the first to know of the things that we're, we're doing. Again, uh, I want to encourage you, pray. Uh, pray with us. Let us pray with you. Go to our website at lifepointchurch.cc. Give us your prayer request. Let us agree with you in prayer for your needs to be uh, uh, to be met, and not just met, but God to give you a sudden breakthrough. Amen. Amen. Thank you again for tuning in to Speak Life. Remember, Proverbs eighteen twenty one declares, the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. And so I encourage you, remember to always, always, always get a check up from the neck up and speak life We'll see you next week. God bless you. Amen. Thank you for listening to Speak Life with Marty Layton. Please help us spread hope and share this podcast with a friend. Join us again as we speak life into our world. Music.